Hey everybody, John here. Before we start the episode, if you could just go and subscribe, rate, review, you know, give us a little love. It helps people find the podcast. We're trying to grow our audience. We would really appreciate it. Thanks. Hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Moving Spotlight Podcast. It's an exciting day here. I'm here with my main man. Corbin Coyle. I'm excited about this one. This is going to be a good one. This is a really good one. Yeah, we this is this is a big catch for us. We've been trying to get her for yeah. a while. You know, we had her and then she blew up and then she blew us <laughs> off. And we was, kept pestering her and we got her back. So stick around. Um, I don't know how you'd be listening without looking at the title, so you know who's coming up, but we'll yeah. still keep it secret. Yeah. Um, Suspense. But yeah, I'm I'm excited too, Corbin. I'm excited. She's she's a really wonderful person. I've known for a while now, so I'm excited to have her. Before we get to that though, Corbin. Uh, not as much today, but yesterday we had some rain. I was mm -hmm. thinking about the seasons, you know, yeah. and I'm thinking, what's your favorite like time of year? What do you, what do you favorite like? I was kind of time of year. Yeah. Are you, yeah. For me, I, I'm a big summer person. So every, every winter I get sad because I'm like, oh, I really want it to be hot in summer. Yeah. But I do not like sweating that much. <laughs> so I just want to make sure <laughs> that I'm comfortable. So it's a really catch 22. Um, but I'm excited about winter coming. I'm excited about, you know, Christmas and all the lights and spending time with family and things slowing down for a little bit. Um, yeah. but I do love summer. I love going to the beach. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what about, what about yeah. you? I feel like, I feel like if I had to guess you're a winter person, you're a Wisconsin I love boy. winter. I love, first of all, I look great in a turtleneck. Okay. Anytime <laughs> you I do. get a turtleneck, yeah, yeah. you know, that's just like, that's my go-to. Um, but no, I, I, I do love, I do love the winter. I do love mm -hmm. Christmas. I think there's something, I love being able to see kind of family and friends kind of slowing down. I actually, I really love the snow and from where I live, um, even though there's not snow here, I can see the mountains and when there's snow up there, it's really like Ooh, reminds yeah. me of that. And it reminds me to try to get up there. I try to try to get my family up to snow once every winter. Yeah. Um, either in Big Bear or somewhere back in Wisconsin. You took so, me I don't skiing know, for the first time and that was that That's was right. I, yeah. I taught Corbin how to ski. Yeah, really yeah, fun. yeah. That, you were great, man. You were really you were a really good learner. Figured it that out was, towards I mean, the end, but yeah, it was yeah. tough. It was harder than I yeah. thought. Um, that's right. That's right. That was, that was awesome. So yeah, I, I enjoy skiing. I, I grew up skiing with my dad and stuff. So, um, I, uh, I like it. Yes. Summer, I don't mind, but I got to find shade, man. I just melt. <laughs> I just melt. I'm just like, yeah. you know, so, um, but awesome. Well, uh, um, and as we're coming into winter, that's exciting. Yes. And my son's birthday's in December. So he well, also true. likes winter. So yeah. I'm like, all right, Quill, like we're on the yeah. same, um, we're on the same. He's like, December's my favorite month. I'm like, I know your birthday and Christmas. Yeah. I know. It's I a know. great time. <laughs> Um, and oh, sorry, really quick. One last thing. You know what he really wants for his birthday? I kind of love this. Uh, I think I mentioned, I might've, I might've mentioned this like on a post or something, but like he, they, they at target. Now you can buy like a carnival game. It's not a carnival game, arcade game. The claw that goes down and doesn't catch anything. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Where you can grab like a, like, like a toy, so you, you know what practice. I mean? That's why he wants it, Corbett. So oh, they genius. literally, I bought it for him already and he's getting it for his birthday. It's like the only <laughs> present he wants. He's like, I'm going to practice. So when I go to the, one of those arcades, I can win the claw game. You know what I mean? Oh, he's so, he's so focused. Yeah, that's fo Isn't I that mean, cool? Because that game is the hardest game and has the best prizes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like impossible, you know? Yeah. And so I'm super, I'm actually excited too for when he op opens it up and I'm mm. like, oh, we're ready. Isn't that cool? That, that is cool. One. I like that. That is really fun. Yeah. I got to so. try it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the batteries will be dead by the time you get here. Thanks yeah. so much. Um, well, I'm super excited. I want to get to our guest. Um, I want to welcome to the show. She's the actor, Actors Rise founder, an actor advocate and career coach, and a new mom, Jenna Doolittle. Hey, Jenna. 
Hi, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I have to share that I also got my nephew the claw last year for Christmas and she loved it. No, she did. (laughs) I swear. And my niece wanted the bubble gum machine, like, you know, old Mm -hmm. school, like turn, put the coin in. So Mm -hmm. we got them those gifts and um, they loved it. So right on. Your son has a good taste. (laughs) You're like the best aunt ever. They're like, remember that Christmas you gave us the claw? Oh my God, that's so cool. Good. Well, I'm glad it's a good. It's all about becoming the best aunt or uncle. We're like in competition this year. They're getting theater tickets to the Grinch (laughs) Stole Christmas. So, you know, definitely. They're going to love that too. They're winning. Yeah. What about season? Do you have a favorite season, Jenna? You know, I'm with Corbin. I love, love summer. I'm from Rhode Island. Mm. And I always say that you earn your summer in Rhode Island (laughs) because you have really rough winters and it's not fun. And I come from a really sleepy beach town. And in the Mm. summer, people just go wild we're out, out on at the beach we're boating we're doing all the things and um i just i i'm so grateful that i get to go home from la and go to rhode island in the summer it's just the best people mm. in la don't appreciate summer because <laughs> we have eternal summer but in rhode nice. island it's real it's true it's I was, so true i was complaining about winter and it's like 60 degrees 65 and i'm like oh it's so cold i, I gotta wear a right? it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, uh, Jenna, I want to kind of dive right in. I got to know you and I feel like, you know, you, you kind of started to get on people's trajectory when you started the, wasn't called the Actors Rise uh, newsletter, but mm-hmm. so when the pandemic hit, there was like, you know, all these actors were home, we couldn't work, but we wanted to do things. How did, and remind me of the name of it. How did that kind of start? How did that come about? Yeah. And thank you for the very sweet intro. I would say my life more blew up, not that I blew up. I had a lot going (laughs) on last year. So I appreciate you having me. Um, So yeah, I started this newsletter. It's a free newsletter for actors during the pandemic. Um, It was called the quarantine newsletter at the time. And um, I was just trying to do something to help because I knew everybody in our community was panicked and freaking out because you know, we were losing our work, we were scared for our health. um, And I had time, right. And um, Mm -hmm. I had kind of more information than some people did about what was going on. I was kind of tapped into, you know, the casting directors who were doing IG lives. And I just wanted to put all that information in one place for people. And so um, I looked at my husband over the the kitchen table one day and said, Do you think this is a stupid idea? Should I send a (laughs) newsletter? And he was like, No, do it. So that's, that's how it started. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I got on that list really early on and I know it got really popular and it was great. I I offered some free coaching consultations as far as like acting and it was, and I, it was something I did similar thing where I put a bunch of slots up and I was like, none of them, they're not going to fill up. And they filled up so fast because people were so hungry. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? People were like looking, wanting to stay connected to community, wanting to, you know, keep working on their craft and all those things. And so um, I think myself and a lot of people, we were really grateful that you you started it, Jenna, because mm-hmm. it kind of like reconnected people and we're like, oh, great. And and I still have some amazing students in my acting class, like from New York and other places, because Zoom became such a huge thing. And then also that newsletter connected people. So, you know. That's uh, amazing. I mean, yeah. I think so many people stepped up during that time, whether it was acting teachers like yourself giving free, you know, sessions and, you know, casting directors and agents and managers. And I was just sharing the information. And quite honestly, it just, it gave me a sense of purpose and a sense mm-hmm. of control in a time when everything was just so scary. Um, so I feel like the newsletter gave me just as much as it gave other people. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, yeah really combined like a bunch of communities which is so great now that like it's it's still growing and we're still like in this like i mean acting it's always it's always been there's all these resources and nobody talks about them and they're all everywhere and scattered like where do you see the need for that to continue to grow with your actors rise newsletter like how, how do you kind of stay on top of what's out there you know it's hard and i have a team member who does a lot of the work on the <laughs> sure. newsletter now but there's so there's so much information out there now whereas i feel like in the past there really wasn't like this podcast is a great example of you know free information that's accessible and trying to really break things down and demystify the industry for people that didn't exist you know 10 15 years ago i don't think and so um you know trying to to just keep keep on top of things learn from my clients my learn from my friends what they're you know digesting what they're reading of course staying on top of the trades that kind of thing but um there's always new things to learn the other day one of my clients was like have you heard of you know casting app and i'm like no i, I haven't heard of that what is that you know so yeah. there's always you know new things happening yeah. so you uh, mentioned clients uh, jenna do you do like career consultation with actors or what, what what's kind of that Business. Yeah, I've been working as a career coach for actors for, gosh, I want to say like seven years now, um, but with Actors Rise um, for the past, you know, two and a half. And uh, I work privately with clients, but I also have a group membership called the Actors Home Base. Um, so people, you know, can work with me at different price points, um, what whatever works for them. But I find that as amazing as the information that people get from reading articles and reading books and listening to podcasts, they often really need handholding and, and support and accountability in order to figure out like, how does this information actually translate to them? And how do you make it actionable and doable? So that's what I work with my clients on helping them uh, get unstuck. Yeah. Mm. Sure. Hi, dog. <laughs> I, I was trying to mute. I was slow on the mute button. Yeah, no worries. My dog, I, I live on a, yeah, tally, I live on a stair street. Whenever anybody walks by or the mailman comes, she lets us know, um, even though she's yeah. the friendliest dog in the world, if you're working. <laughs> Um, Jenna, what do you, what do you find? What is a common like concern that you're dealing with? And what I mean is, is it for like, you know, actors, is it like marketing material? Mm -hmm. You know, is it like, I, I want better auditions. I want a better agent. I want a better manager. I want, you know, like, what do you kind of find rises to the top a lot? Gosh, that's a hard question to answer. Cause all of those things that you mentioned are, are concerns that people come in with. I think it yeah. depends like what somebody's background is and where they're coming from. I mean, I work with actors whose careers are way farther than mine ever got. And then I work with actors who are really green. So, you know, I think one of the biggest issues that most people come in with is fear, um, fear of like, not, um, uh, they're, they're scared to take action. They're scared to ruffle feathers. They're scared to kind of like reach out, whether that's to agents or managers or casting. Um, they're just terrified to, um, you know, possibly offend someone. And uh, so much of what I do is, you know, it's okay. It's okay to talk to these people. You're a human being. They're a human being. How can we create a real relationship? Because that's what this industry is about is connecting, collaborating, relationships. So how do you... Um, connect with people in an authentic way. So it doesn't feel icky to you and um, actually impacts them because ultimately like if you can send a million emails, but if it doesn't impact them, then who cares? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it just, it just, it just came up. I liked this acronym for fear, which is false evidence appearing real. And that mm. idea that we, you know, and, and some people have heard that, but for those that haven't, I think it's such a great thing to keep in mind. It's like, we make that fear real a lot of times, even if it's not there, even if it's false, you know, something totally. to keep in mind with exactly what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And I think it's also because you, you like sometimes like a casting director or, you know, what, like we'll hold on to like a horror story and then actors hear that. And so then they get really scared because they're like, well, that one that sent a cake and the, the, the casting was like, don't send us cakes, homemade cake. You know, so you're like, I'm not going to do anything, you know. And so you have to find like you're saying what's authentic for you and how you can. Yes. How you can do that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I worked in casting too. And the casting director that I worked for was pretty scary sometimes and would yell at actors and flip yeah. out. And so I understand where some of that fear does come from. Yeah. Um, and I also think so many people just, if, if they came up as creatives and haven't worked in other industries before, they don't really understand. Like, it's actually very normal to send a follow up email. Mm -hmm. This is not a bananas thing to do, right? Like, and mm -hmm. your agents and managers are hopefully sending follow up emails to their pitches to casting, that kind of thing. So they get it. It's just about can you do this in a respectful way? And like, I find a lot of the time with actors, I'm like, this is how you write an email. Like, let's, mm -hmm. let's be, yeah. let's actually ask the question that we want answered, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, instead of inferring that you're looking for a rep, just ask, you know, would you be open to meeting to discuss potentially working together? Question mm -hmm. mark. It's, it's proven if you actually ask a question, you're more likely to receive a response. So um, mm -hmm. ask, ask for what you want. Do you recommend people like, like a struggling actor, artist, like, to have like what job do you recommend for a struggling actor because oftentimes it's like you know waiter waitress but i've i've found it's been very helpful to have a like regular business job to be able to learn how to write emails and like kind of understand that mm -hmm. people are just trying their best internally and it's just chaos on the other end and nobody has to know about it and similar with casting yes. they're just people yeah i think at the end of the day it's whatever job is going to make you a not hate your life mm -hmm. and b allow you to pay your bills um i definitely don't think um it needs to be something that uh, is super flexible for most actors. Um, you know, most of the time we're getting, we're trying to get to the point where we need that really flexible job, right? But we don't have to do that initially. I think having, you know, a nine to five can be immensely helpful for, you know, like you said, teaching those business life skills. Um, but I also find that a lot of the times, you know, if you're really good at your job and it is a more traditional day job and you you know, are upfront with your company and say that you're a working actor, usually once you book, if you're good at your job, they're going to be so excited that you're going to be in a TV show and that they're going to get to go then watch you later. Or they're going to be so stoked that you're in a commercial and you do have to be okay with, um, at some point potentially having to walk away from that job. Um, but I think that there's nothing wrong with having, having that kind of tr more traditional corporate day job. And I, I agree with you. I think it can be really beneficial a lot of the time. Well, I also think sometimes actors can be, they're kind of scared of it too soon. And what I mean is like, how am I, I have no flexibility. Like I need a yeah. ability. And it's like, well, you're brand new to LA. Like you, auditions are not going to come flooding right. in yet. There's going to take some time. So like, you know what I mean? Like you can, you could work that. And I think that's. I mean, it's it's nice to have stuff that's that's flexible, but I think figuring out how yeah you're going to get through your day to day, whatever that 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 gig yeah. is. Yeah, and you know. now with self tapes, it you don't need it to be as flexible yep. as it used to be. Yep. You know, if you're really focused on commercials, um, more commercials are in person, but even then, you know, you can get an initial first um, call as a self tape most of the time. I think if you you know are upfront with your team and that's what you need, but. Yes. For callbacks, you do usually have to be in person if they want to match you, you know, with another person for family or whatever. They're, they're much more open to that. And it's funny with yeah. commercials too. I remember I was with an agency and I was a session director. So I ran a lot of the castings and, and the first agency I was with, I remember like, I'd be like running um, a session and I need a time change and they were like annoyed by it. 
And I was like, why are you annoyed? Like, this is such an advantage. I'm in the room with Cassidy, all, all these things. And then I, I'm now with um, AKA Talent and I've been with them for a long time, but they had a lot of session directors and they knew it was an advantage. You know what I mean? They were like, great. Right. Like, we'll, we, like it's annoying for us to move the time, but we'll move it. And so the point is like, I think if they understand like you're someone who's busy, who's hustling, who's working, it's like, we want to make it work too. Um, yeah. You're not just, you know, being a pain in the butt. I th you know what I mean? So they, they understand it, right? And I, I think it's also smart if you can to work on the other side in the business. I mean, I've worked, I have clients who have like worked, you know, as assistants to lit managers and, you know, who worked in casting and all different things like as assistants to producers, that kind of thing. And I think it just gives you such a greater understanding, but it also gives you connections. It gives you, you know, if you're moving to LA or New York from the middle of nowhere, you know, I moved from Rhode Island. I didn't know anyone and so the more that you can put yourself in those rooms with people who know people it's not just about that one person it's about who does that one person know and all of a sudden your network becomes so much bigger and you create relationships with people who are working yeah I, yeah and those people are moving up the ladder you know what i mean yeah they're staying in it right yeah so maybe they're assistants yeah. then associates and then casting directors or maybe they're you know assistant to a producer writer and then now they're the writers you know yes or and creators. i always tell people you know stay in touch with the kids the kids i shouldn't say that the people <laughs> in your acting the children yeah, yeah. You know, the kids. yeah yep yeah <laughs> you know like i i was that dorky person who would hand around a, a piece of paper and say okay everybody write down your you know your mm -hmm. email and your social media handles and i would put together a google spreadsheet and email it to everyone but then guess what i have that information yeah. for the rest of my career who knows this person could become my best friend or they could become a feature film director in five yep. years right so yep. getting to know those people cultivating those relationships and maintaining them is just really important hmm. where, where did you learn that from because john you're also really good about that too is like this fearless nature of just kind of being proud of who you are and going up and just saying like, this is my information. Can you please put down your contact information? We can kind of loop back later. Like, what, is that something that your like parents always did or like not, not a lot of people do that. And I don't know what that is psychologically speaking. Yeah. Well, I will say, I mean, when I say my life blew up last year, my, my mom died and I was pregnant at the same time. And I will say my mom was the person, you know, I had a memorial service for her this past summer and you know, I had to turn people away mm. from this service because so many people wanted to show up for her. And she really was the kind of person who was like glue for people and constantly um, trying to connect other people. And I definitely think I got that from her. And a lot of it is realizing that um, you can be of value and of service by doing that. It's not about like, Hey, look at me. It's like, Hey, Oh, you should know this person. They're going to be really helpful to you. Hey, let me make this you know, class spreadsheet. So it's helpful to you also. Um, it's, it's trying to figure out how to be of service to people, but also, um, you know, having fun too. My mom was super fun and I'm, I don't think I'm as fun as she was, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, for me, that's, that's where it was. John, what about you? I'm curious. First of all, sorry, sorry for yeah. the loss of your, your mother. Thank you. Thank um, you. I'm sure that was, that was challenge. That was really hard, obviously. And then you having, having a baby around the same time. That was, that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so excited to listen to, um, Dana Black, um, and her podcast that I found from your podcast. I swear mm -hmm. on my mother's grave. I started listening to that episode with, with you guys. So yeah, um, yeah. thank you for that. I'm going to go back and listen to her podcast. Um, but yeah, John, how about you? But what I was going to say is it's really interesting you say that because, uh, I think my mother is also like your mom, um, very much a connector. So mm -hmm. she is like a very, and what, and what's funny is I, I actually kind of stumbled into, I, I, I coach a couple like 
people in the business world, like kind on of presentations and kind of almost like TEDx type talks and, you know, that stuff like that. And I really enjoy that. And it, a lot of the acting stuff translates, you know, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I've been enjoying that. But I was trying to figure out what the label for it would be in a sense. And I was like, eh, it's not like a, you know, it's not an executive coach. I'm not, don't have that. And I don't want it to be a performance coach, cause, you know. And so, the, you know, one of the, the guys I coach, he's like, I think you're like a communications coach. And I was like, flashback to 20 years ago, my mom was a communications coach. Like, that's what she called herself. And I was like, but she was not an acting. Like, she came through from a completely different direction, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, then, and then she just mailed me her pamphlets from it, which I, I, I have on my desk, which are hilarious. So you know, awesome. it's like, yeah. It's so, and, and I'm like, that is so weird for me. And, you know, I mean, just weird to the fact that, like, I'm like, I think it is, you know? And so when you said that, Jenna, it just made me think, yeah, I think I get a lot of my connector uh, positivity and, you know, wanting to be around people and build people up and, and, you know, from, from my, from my mother also. Yeah. 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 And I do think it's a skill that we can all learn and get better at, you know, mm -hmm. but I think when you grow up with it in front of you and it, it is just like, what's normal in your household, you know, my mm -hmm. mom would, would hand write these long, long Christmas notes to everybody in her Rolodex basically. And they would mm -hmm. get this like page long personal note from her. And, and quite honestly, that's how you really, you know, impact people is taking the time to make them feel seen, you know, and we can do that as actors too. I always tell people, you know, when you reach out, if you are reaching out to casting, don't just be like, Hey, these are the things I did. Like check out what they've done recently, check in on them as human beings. Um, that's really going to create relationship over time instead of it just being all about you. It's like, what are, what are they doing too? I think this idea of really figuring out like genuineness and not what you think the other person wants to see or hear or mm. you to be. I uh -huh. think that's a really like a strong trait. And actually in class last night, we were, I was kind of thinking of, we were talking about this idea that I think people that like are really good at like either even in acting or like kind of being who they are, mm. like mm. when that comes through, I think people re respond with that. They resonate with that. You know what I mean? Versus the, the, you know, the actor or whatever, that's kind of like, and it doesn't have to do with like groveling or desperation. It's just more of like, well, we're kind of unsure who this person is versus the person who comes in and says, this is who I am. It's like, okay, now I can decide like, oh, great, I resonate with this person or not, or they're talented or not. But at least it, it, you, you get like a full picture, right? And I think yeah. that genuineness is kind of what we're looking for. And so Corbin, when you say that, I feel like one of the things I've discovered as I've gotten older is my confidence of like being who I am mm -hmm. versus like needing, you know, other people to kind of validate that or, you know, even like having some, some drinks to validate that it's like, I don't need that now in a sense. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. it also like, not exactly what you're talking about, but also those rejections for lack of a better term, don't hurt as much. Cause you're like, well, it's just me. And if we don't vibe, that's okay. And you just move on. Um, cause I think yes. that's a lot of what, kind of what you're saying, Jenna earlier, like people are afraid of that rejection or that sent being too pushy in that email. But if you're genuinely yourself and as long as it's not like, um, obsessive or, or strange, like then, and then it gets reciprocated or it doesn't and you move on with your life. And that's, I think that's a very nice way to live. I mean, I, I think so. At least. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know for me, I, you know, I'm a recovering people pleaser and it's something I constantly have to work on. So, you know, being Where's genuine. Where's that group, Jenna? Because I'm still a people pleaser. <laughs> Where's that group? I yeah. want to find it. Yeah. I say recovering because that's the goal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like that. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think when you 
it's hard to be genuine though when you're when you're trying to please somebody else so much and i know with my acting i always struggled with that um and coming into my 30s losing my mom being a mom um just having gone through a lot more in life i'm so much more okay and confident with who i am because the the big stuff in life like the people who really love me that's what matters and mm-hmm. i mean i even think about the newsletter and Oh, sometimes I'll get emails back from people being like, well, I don't like what you've said about X, <laughs> Y, and Z. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, it's a free newsletter. You're, <laughs> you can unsubscribe. <laughs> like, I don't care. Um, yeah. but, I wanted but, to apologize for sending that email, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Corbin, stop sending her emails, by the way. All right? She knows when she gets an email from yeah. Troy Gilligan Jr., yeah, yeah, the yeah. third. She knows it's you Gilligan. now. She yeah. knows it's you. Damn it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like I it used to really even bother me a couple of years ago, and now I'm just so much more like, well, that's that that's whatever that person is going through that day, yeah. and they're kind of projecting that on me, and it's and it's okay if they you know disagree with with what I'm going through. Maybe they they're having a rough day, and if they need to take that out on me on a computer, fine. Like yeah. it's fine. I'll I'll, I'll survive. Yeah. Jenna, what did you, this kind of, this kind of mixes a little bit actors rise. And also you're talking about, you know, being an actress when you were an actress and stuff like that. What did you find challenging as an, as an actor? Because I think there are a lot of challenges that, you know, we, mm-hmm. we have to overcome. Oh, I think so much of it is challenging. I mean, I think why part of why I stepped away from acting over the past couple of years is that like, I just couldn't find the joy necessarily in those auditions like it, that were coming through. And it was the thing that I had wanted for so long. And all of a sudden I didn't want to do them. And I had to really kind of like, look within myself and say, you know, why am I still doing this? Like, what, what it, am I doing this for myself? Am I doing this for my ego? Am I doing this because I've always defined myself as an actor, and then I, you know, won't be one anymore if that and of course, I still am an actor, even if I take a hiatus from acting for 20 years, like it's, I've been doing it since I was seven, like I'm an actor, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Um. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I mean, I think, I think trying so hard to get it right was always a big Mm -hmm. problem for me. Um, Trying to figure out, you know, what do they want instead of really just letting it sit on me. And it's funny because I actually feel like I'm really so much better now that I've aged and that I've been through more in my life and I don't want it anymore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that's okay. And I think it's just, it's, good to just be honest with yourself constantly and constantly reevaluate and ask yourself the hard questions. Um, so, yeah. What in that same kind of vein, um, you know, what advice would you give to like a newer actor that's just moved? I know you spent some time in New York, like to New York or LA or yeah. something about moving. What, what advice would you give to someone new, new to it? Get in class, get in class, get in class, um, <laughs> surround yourself with community. Um, mm-hmm. Don't like ask people to, you know, go to coffee, go to drinks, um, ask somebody whose career is a little bit ahead of yours, you know, ask them, treat them to coffee or lunch or something and ask them for advice. Um, see, see what you can find out from them. Um, I would say, you know, you really do need to work on the craft a lot. Um, it is, if you really want to compete in this industry, it's, it's the Olympics. I, I really think you have to be working on it all the time. But that being said, like, try different things, try things that you're gonna allow yourself to be terrible at. Like, I was so scared to try improv for so many years, because I didn't want to be bad at it. Mm-hmm. And I wish I'd just done it, you know, and it was so fun once I did it. And was I bad at it? Sort of, but I also wasn't that bad at it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, I think putting yourself out there, um, not being afraid to, to be new at something. Um, so, some of those times I think are the best in, in the sense that like, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. So like, there's rules that you're going to kind of like break and they're healthy rules to break. Like, mm-hmm. go, like, don't be afraid to kind of like, put yourself out there um, and, and ask questions and be, be where you are, because that's the only place you can be. Are there any specific classes that you recommend for somebody new? Is it, would it be like trying to book more commercials first to kind of get more set experience on camera theater? Yeah. I think it really depends on what you want for yourself and your life. I think a lot of the times I know for me, like I really wanted to do theater and I lived in New York and when I moved to LA, I was like all about TV and film. (laughs) I never really wanted to do TV and film. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why I started to listen to that narrative, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I do think it's, it, you know, certainly can be easier to start in commercials. Um, I think it's great to, to do theater. Um, it can be a lot harder to make a living, but it's, it's hard to make a living doing any of it. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I think you should be doing what you, what you really want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Commercially, it tends to be easier to get your first rep um, more based on pictures, improv experience, commercial experience, um, versus like getting a manager or agent, um, right away. Um, I think, I, th- I do think nowadays, um, it's easier to get a manager than an, than an agent at first. I think there used to be this idea that, uh, you would get a manager once you had a career to manage. And I think now managers are more open to developing new talent and mm. kind of like sticking it out with you. So I recommend, you know, focusing on managers first, um, and knowing that, you know, you can eventually pitch to them, but you can also get referrals from actor friends. If you do casting director workshops, you can, you know, build relationships with casting and potentially get referrals from them. Um, that's a great way to to get your first rep if, if you um, are at the place where you feel like craft wise, you're ready for that. Mm, yeah, that's amazing. Jenna, I was just and this is just some um, I just thought of that I wanted to ask your opinion on. Um, yeah, if you have any thoughts, which is, I feel like it's really challenging in the acting community to find mentors. Mm. I've thought about Mm. this and I'm not sure why that is. I feel like, like in the writer community, like writers kind of have, you know, maybe they start as assistants, but I feel like, and I don't know, I I don't know if you ever thought about this, but I I mean, I feel, you know, and I think mentors sometimes like can be like, well, my teacher's my mentor or this, and and that can, that can make sense. But like to find, you know, like it would be like an older actor that's that's similar to me to find that person that like takes you under your way i feel like i don't hear about it like ever and i don't know why that is and it's it's kind of too bad does that make sense yeah it totally makes sense and i think it is too bad and i think in some ways you know i I think career coaches like myself kind of step in and fill that hole a lot of the time for people because they would love to have a mentor um and that they could ask all those questions to but it it takes a lot of time and energy to do those things. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But that being yeah. said, I do have a fun story. I I had two mentors um, who were really incredible, and um, I had been volunteering in a casting office uh, running camera, and this actress came in and was unbelievable doing this pa- one page monologue. And I was, I turned to the casting person, I was like, "Who is this?" Like, you know, and I. I am, and then they gave her more sides and had her go out and she came back in and she just like crushed this whole thing. And I looked her up and we had the same manager and I was like, Oh my God, this is fate. <laughs> so, so, 
So I reached out to her and I also found out, I told my acting teacher at the time and she had kind of like sort of coached with that person mm -hmm. on this particular audition. So I just, all everything was connecting for me and I reached out to her and um, she said, she, you know, she had gotten a lot of emails from young actresses over time and she wasn't that much older than me, but a little yeah. bit. And usually she wanted to say no, but there was something that was very genuine and kind about my email. And mm -hmm. so we met for a hike and she is now one of my absolute best friends mm -hmm. who then um, introduced me to one of her best friends who, you know, has over like, you know, probably 80 guest star series regular mm -hmm. credits. Um, and I became close with both of them. Um, so I do think it's possible. Yeah. Um, but yep. Love that. you have to put yourself out there. Yeah. You know, I, I sent that email. And I asked. Yeah. And I think That's you also weren't like, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but you weren't like looking for a mentor with that. Like you were just genuinely like, right. hey, I think you I was, are interesting and I would like to know more. You yes. Know? I was like, you were, I, I mean, I, I wasn't looking for a mentor, but I was like, you're incredible. You're so talented. Yeah. What what you did in the room really impacted me. And, you know, I'd love to, to meet up um, for coffee. You know, we have the same, you know, manager. It seems like a so small world. And, you know, she was like, yeah, let's go on a hike. And so, um, yeah, you never know. Classic. Asking for what you want is, is important. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I've never gotten that email and I've been in a lot of auditions. I don't know. These people spam? on camera, are they not, are they not blown away by what I'm doing? <laughs> they look shocked. Is it a bad shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a good shot. Mm. That's something to think about for sure. <laughs> something to ponder. Um, Jenna, let me ask you, um, coming from, you know, being an actor where you're kind of like your own entrepreneur and then kind of running your own, you know, um, uh, newsletter and kind of, you know, con career consulting. What is it like to be kind of a solopreneur? It sounds like you have somebody, you know, kind of helping you, but like kind of running your own business, like on the day to day, how do you stay organized and, you know, stay on top of things with that? Oh gosh, John, I wish I had a good answer. I'm like, <laughs> I always joke. I'm like, I'm the biggest hot mess that presents very put together. <laughs> um, gotcha. I, I, I will say, I mean, I, I have created systems in my business in order to function and um, also like asking and working with somebody else and seeing with my team member, like, is this working? Should we do it like this? What do you think? So like collaborating and asking those questions. Um, I also worked with a career coach for um, business professionals, Dallas Travers, and she works with a ton of creative yep. coaches. Um, highly recommend working with somebody to learn in in general in life i think that i would not have been able to build the business that i was able to build um as quickly or as well without that support um you know and and community it wasn't just her there's all these other coaches that i could ask questions of all these kind of like maybe not mentors but mm -hmm. you know people in the in the trenches with me that I was able to get support from. And, and now my community looks kind of like that community did, which mm. is kind of cool. Um, it's just for actors. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if that answered your question, but it's hard. No, it I did. think, yeah. I think staying organized is, is tough. Like, but you gotta like yeah. figure it out. Google calendar. Like I use Google drive, like crazy. I have <laughs> thousands of different folders for different things yeah. and, um, yeah. you know, email systems, that kind of thing. Um, I would say one of the biggest things that I notice with my young actors that I work with is they aren't using calendars usually at first. And so I'm like, let's just start with the basics. Let's get a Google calendar going for you and let's get a spreadsheet going for you in, in Google Docs um, that has your connections written out so that you 
you know, I love, I love using Google Drive because everything updates automatically. It's not like this Excel doc that you're going to lose and then be panicked because you lost all your content. Absolutely. That's great. That's great. How was um, being interviewed by the New York Times? I saw that you got interviewed on your website. How was that? How did that? Yeah. I, I actually wasn't interviewed. I was just featured. It was oh, featured. really, okay. it was amazing. They, they wrote this whole, well, I guess they, they, emailed me and asked me a bunch of questions okay. about what I was doing. So I guess it's kind of an interview. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they featured me along with, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Paula Vogel and the Black Theater Coalition during the pandemic about just highlighting people who were doing um, work for actors to support artists during that time. And I was absolutely floored that I was being featured alongside those people. And quite honestly, I didn't handle it very well. I was um, personally just like, couldn't I didn't think I deserved it and mm. I felt kind of shitty about it mm. um to be honest uh because I felt like well you know there's all these other casting people and all these other actors who are doing mm. stuff and it was really hard for me to receive that praise um now I look back and I'm like oh yeah I was doing something really special for people and mm. um that was really lovely that I was able to get that feature but I think you know at different points in our lives we can handled different things and I, I almost couldn't handle it at the time to be honest <laughs> well, it, it, helped, it helped me out so thank you so much for doing it oh I'm so glad yeah yeah thank you for saying that yeah no I think I think it's really interesting because when you when you said that Jenna I mean I really like I, I think it, you you know the newsletter caught fire I feel like you know with Audrey Moore with her podcast was kind of like caught fire in the mm -hmm. podcast world and with your newsletter yeah. and so you know you know I know you are but give yourself credit pat yourself on the back that was really a a phenomenal thing to create and, and really connected people. And mm -hmm. I, I think it's really a lovely, wonderful thing that, um, you know, you're still doing and, and it's still thriving. So it's really awesome. So thank uh, you for saying that. Thank of you. Of course. I mean, this has been awesome. It's been really informative and it's great just to hear your story and, and where you're at. And um, we have one last part of the show that we really enjoy, which is your, your best, best bad, bad acting. acting. Okay. Emphasis on bad. So we know you're kind of, you know, somewhat retired, but not really. So this is, um, this is really fun. So the point with this is you can have fun with this. Um, you can give it an accent. It's a quote from uh, from a movie. Is it a movie, I think, or a yes, TV show? Yes, a movie. Yeah, movie. Um, and so you can have fun with it. You can, you know, go over the top. The point is to kind of be bad. It's not to try to make it make it good. So play for I'm th thrilled. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just make a choice, right? Just make okay. a choice. Exactly. No wrong answer. Exactly. No okay. wrong answer. And we may give you a redirect, but we're just going to enjoy it. Okay. All right. The truth is... <laughs> I'm not so sure if I believe in beginnings and endings. There are days that define your story beyond your life, like the day they arrived, the day the world learned there was someone alive out there in the vast expanse of the universe. We're all part of a much larger story. If you could see your whole life from start to finish, would you change things? <laughs> oh, so good, bad, I love bad. it. So, oh. so bad. So dramatic, so dramatic. So okay, well, I got dramatic. a good one. Can you do it, Jenna, as a conspiracy? This is fun. Ooh, it's all a, a conspiracy. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. The truth is, I'm not so sure if I believe in beginnings and endings. There are days that define your story beyond your life, like, like the day that they arrived, the day the world learned there was someone alive out there in the vast expanse of the universe. We're all part of a much larger story. If you could see your whole life from start to finish, would you change things? <laughs> <laughs> so good. You can't see it, but her eyes darting all over the place. I, I love it. I love it. Wait, Corbin, what's this from again? What's this, this is from, from the movie Arrival, 
which is uh oh yeah oh yeah that's yeah, right so right. good alien movie. yeah it's so good so good it's so good such a good mm-hmm. movie i kind of want to oh. see so fun i want to see i want to see it one more time i want to see it as Mulder from X Files. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't watch that. I'm oh, sorry, no. I don't okay. know what that is. <laughs> Different reference. What Different is? What is reference. that? Is I'm so like... bad at references. Like yeah. I, it's the worst. Don't is that like a, a detective? What's what's he's, the? What's yeah, he's the... like a detective. He's very specific that actor because he's very monotone. But he he is detective. Like you're trying to figure out the vastness of the universe. Hmm. Okay. Trying to figure it out. Okay. The truth is. I'm not so sure if I believe in beginnings and endings. There are days that define your story beyond your life. The, like the day you arrived. The day the world learned there was someone alive out there in the vast expanse of the universe. We're all part of a much larger story. If you could see your whole life from start to finish, would you change things? Beautiful. That was actually really good. Really Jenna, good. that was that good. Was, that was, that was, that was like, that was I thought you were like auditioning for like book on tape there in a good way. I was like, this is voiceover. I don't know about that. No, this is voiceover stuff right here with that mic and mm-hmm. your voice. That was really good. It. That one, I, there was, I was, I like that. I like that. Um, great. Fun. It's, I think this exercise is so fun because it's just that reminder to play and yes. to like have that joyful experience when you're doing things. And I would say this is a great thing to do when you're auditioning and you get stuck and you're like banging your head against the yeah. wall to just yeah. like throw it all out the window, do this and then go back to the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it helps with like, kind of, cause I have the same problem that you do. It's like, what do they want? What is the perfect thing that they're going to want? Sometimes they just say like, be a pirate. And you're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, you know, so yeah. it kind of makes it random and fun. And that's, that's great. So I used fun. to take take classes at Berg Studios with uh, Gregory Sobek Berg, Berg, and he used to have a fun thing when a scene like kind of was like it was working okay. He'd say do it like a soap opera, like an over the top soap opera, mm. and so you'd be doing that like over the top. So you're kind of like really going for it. But then what he'd say that was the best part is he like okay now both of you turn to camera one, and so both actors would turn their head, and he's like now camera two, and then you like turn your <laughs> and it was like, it was so fun to watch, and the actors it just like loosened you up because you yeah. could go over the top, you know what I mean? And yeah. We all kind of have an idea of that. Such a fun That's exercise, great. you know, to remind I love of the, it. Play, the play in there, right? Just like that. So fun. Yeah. Uh, Jenna, this has been amazing. I feel like I've heard your baby a little bit too, not just my oh, dog. So okay. Cute. I've heard a baby in the background so too, baby. Uh, which is adorable. Um, so we are not going to hold you any longer, but this was, has been great. So wonderful having you here. This it's is awesome. lovely getting to know you both a little bit. And um, yeah. yeah, truly, I'm, I'm excited to, to know about the podcast and to be able to recommend it to more people. So, Please. Yeah. And where can people find out information um, for you for your stuff? Yeah, they can visit my website, actorsrise.com. They can okay. follow Actors Rise. Um, and if you want to follow me personally and see cute pictures of my baby, you can follow that Doolittle. <laughs> I love it. Great. Awesome. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for being here. Enjoy the rest of your day. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Jenna. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Movie Spotlight Podcast.